It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. A wonderful day in the neighborhood. Would you be mine? You, you know, if, if we could learn to treat ourselves the way Mr. Rogers treated us, just think how that would change the neural pathways in our heart and mind. I'm serious now. I mean, that's, that's kind of the attitude and touch and connection that we've been trying to encourage this week, the Mr. Rogers touch. And so I want to just say a few things about this morning's instructions, but I am serious about Mr. Rogers. You know, in one way we can, we can frame it we come to our formal sitting, we have uh, some interest, some energy, our, uh, we, we bring up whatever receptivity we can, curiosity, what's going to happen? You know? And so we might start and bring ourselves to our anchor and begin to settle as best we're able on that particular day. The energy varies from day to day. Uh, and then some phenomena comes up, you know, that's m stronger than our, than our connection with, with our object. So we can, we can make the choice, we'll, well, we'll just let the breath go to the background, and now we'll bring that same kind of interested, kindly attention to whatever it is, the sound, an emotion that might be arising, thoughts, sensations, whatever it is. And so it does its, it has its life. We, we watch it as best we're able, uh, trying not to push and pull on it so much, allowing it. We're learning about the very nature of nature because it's changing all the time, whatever it is. I mean, how many, th it, it's only nine o'clock or it's uh, 10 minutes to 10. How many thoughts have you had today? Where did they all go? And how many emotions? How many different little body sensations? So we're, we're kind of watching this. It's really like watching an or, or being with an orchestra. You know, they're all playing kind of together and then one instrument steps forward. Oh, that's interesting. So we pay attention to that. And then it kind of moves, it kind of backs down and moves back. And then another one comes forward. And then another one. And so it's this mysterious, miraculous happening that we're involved in. And we're experiencing it fully, but not tugging away at it. So we're all, you know, we're working on that, um, endeavoring to have a, a, a more accepting attitude about these phenomena. And also in the instructions uh, this morning, uh, there was the invitation to see what it's like to rest in this vast, spacious awareness that really kind of holds, receives, and allows all these phenomena to happen in it. And when we rest there, we might come to notice that it's, um, it's a very steady resting place. It doesn't discriminate between one phenomena or another. 
it allows them all to happen, can really hold them and is not ruffled. So as artists, we can choose to pay attention to the particular phenomena and all that we learn in that. And then at times we can just open to this vast field of spacious awareness that holds everything and we can kind of feel the resonance, the resonance and the healing of, of being with that. So uh, this practice is forever interesting. And I, and I know, uh, and as, as Tara talked about uh, yesterday, it may seem like it's, you know, we're offering a lot of complexity. We really do want each of you to find your own way into this. And so um, we want to share some of this. And you can always just simplify it down. If it's like, oh, what do I do, you know? Do I pay attention to this or that or everything? It, you know, when, when, when that's happening, you can just kind of notice, oh, this is chaos in the mind, you know? And then you can go, oh, there's my butt. It's on the chair. What does that feel like from the inside, you know? What, is my, what do my feet feel like? What do my hands feel like when they're in contact? What, am I, what does my clothing feel like? What does the air feel like? You know, we can just ground ourselves in the things that, that's contact and keep it very, very simple. And it doesn't have to be complex. Because in those moments of simplicity, we're getting all the benefits that this practice can offer. In those moments, we are not grinding away, creating more tension, you know, with the mind. We're getting a a vacation. The body is having moments to restore itself. And we're developing concentration, samadhi. So um, when it seems like it may be a little bit too much, just what's that in business we used to say, the kiss theory, keep it simple, stupid, you know. Um, so today's our last day, full day, and uh, it's natural that the mind just kind of launches itself towards the future. We can't help that, you know, and all the planning, all the stuff that's going to protect us and make us comfortable and have us live forever. You know, the mind starts doing all that. <coughs> and so when you recognize that's happening with a kindness and an understanding, your organism's trying to get everything safe and wonderful for you, uh, see if you can come back, re-inhabit, re-embody, and begin your practice again. You've all worked really hard and during this period of time, and you've gone to great lengths to get here, to put everything aside. These moments are very precious. There's no guarantee you'll ever be able to go on a retreat again. We plan things in life, and then things happen. So this day is very valuable. And I, I like to think that there may be some, uh, what, you, what you could term, low-hanging fruit available in terms of understandings and insights. We never know when something will be revealed. But I do know you've all put in a great deal of effort 
working really hard looking at very challenging issues. So this day's really uh, valuable. Um, and so in support of this last day, uh, please do your best to support one another with noble silence in terms of really being as quiet as you can, not speaking uh, with others, uh, just as a, a community support. A couple of questions. We have a little time and then we'll have a few announcements. During meditation and during rain specifically, when I'm in a, um, when I'm dealing with something, sometimes I will, you know, my body will react in relation to whatever's going on, leaning forward or what just happened during the last set was I found myself like kind of splayed open mm -hmm. almost and um, I was also aware at the same time that that was happening. So I was being with the experience in my body that was associated with that, but I was also aware that, hey, I'm way back here. I'm going to adjust back to my sitting position. Is that judging or is that awareness? Or where is there, I guess my question is, is where, where does it, where's the line between judging and awareness or should I just go with it? Yeah, well it's one or of those artistic choice points that we have. Okay, so the body is reacting somatically to our internal experience, okay? And it could be that we're kind of moving forward or back or shaking, you know, whatever it might be. And so in terms of posture, we of course can, it's perfectly fine to elect to come back into a more erect kind of accepting open posture. Or we can explore a little bit what's it like if we, you know, what else might be revealed if we're back open or we're forward. Years ago we used to do these strong determination sittings where the rule was, it was they were two hour sittings, the rule was you couldn't correct your posture. It was pretty crazy, but you know, you'd you'd find yourself like this, and you want to correct, and that would bring up all these kind of emotions and things, and then you'd go even further, and then pretty soon you'd be kind of all gnarled up. I'm really not sure of the benefit of that, um, <coughs> but it's like you know, walking walking to school and back uphill in the snow, uh, five miles. So I I think we can explore in those situations where the body is, is moving. And so, uh, you know, if you notice that next time, you might hang out there for a little while and just see what else might be revealed. And, but know that it's okay to, to straighten our, our, our posture. Um. In my own practice, I've developed this idea that like you all have talked a lot about developing concentration. Jonathan last night talked offered a suggestion of counting the breaths to see, you know, almost an experiment how long you can stay focused. And I, I found in my own practice that that feels sort of high stakes. <laughs> and so I've, I've come up with this idea where I, I put the breath or whatever I'm focusing on almost in the background 
so that when I'm done noticing and naming everything else that's going on, oh, that's the thing I can come back to. I'm sorry, what was the last thing you said? After I'm done noticing and naming everything else that's going on, then I say, oh, okay, the breath is the thing I can come back to when I'm done with that. Yeah. Is that, uh, or is that problematic in no, any way? Oh. No, right on, right on. Allowing the breath to kind of recede to the background, paying attention to what's the, the more predominant or more energetic phenomena, and then, uh, and then the, the breath kind of, you know, is ready to move forward again when you, when you need it.